Kia ora, I'm Will Hansen, and you're listening to Inside the Bubble, stories from lockdown in Aotearoa, New Zealand. We're here in our bubble during quarantine lockdown. Uh, I think we're about somewhere over 40 days in lockdown, at uh, now at level three and potentially going into level two tomorrow. Yeah, so what was the question again, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Being in an all-queer flat. So we should say, I guess, so I'm I'm trans. Um, we've got Ailish, who's a bisexual, and uh, Izzy, who identifies as queer. Yep, and, and, then then, and then there's me, who came out as trans during lockdown, uh, and I'm also bi. So right now, during this interview, I've still got a feminine sounding voice probably but hopefully in a you know later by the end of this year I'll be on testosterone and, and in a few years time um be quite a different situation I think so that's me talking to my flatmate Tess I'm Will Hansen, an oral historian, and what you are about to hear is from a series of interviews I did with friends neighbors and flatmates Ke Roto Itimuru inside the bubble. In this episode, I'm talking to my flatmate. This is Jack's story. So my name is Tess. Um, I use they, them or he him pronouns. Uh, I'm 24 years old and I work as a primary care practice assistant at a medical centre in Wellington. Um, and I live here in Newtown with my interviewer, Will, and others. <laughs> and others. Now I really want to talk to you about queerness. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so you've been in an all-queer flat mm-hmm. for for lockdown. How, how do you think that's infected your experience of lockdown? Um, I think it's definitely... Um, I, I know from like comparison to other friends' experience of lockdown, we've had a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're queer. <laughs> no, it's um, it's been really good. I have thoroughly enjoyed um, being part of an all queer flat, and I think lockdown um, has since um, you know Will and our other two flatmates have have mostly been at home throughout lockdown because um, their jobs or whatever are, are not available at this time. Um, it's meant that we've been able to spend a lot more time together and do a lot more queer stuff together, um, so, <laughs> which has been really cool. Um, so I can't even remember now if it was during lockdown, but uh, the, the pantry collage, was that during lockdown or before it? At the very yeah. start, yeah. Right, so at the very start of lockdown, uh, we all picked out some uh, pictures and whatnot of our favourite queer icons or just queer stuff in general, Um and Will and Izzy did most of the work of um, piecing together this amazing-looking collage on our pantry, um, <laughs> which is just two big old doors of queer stuff. Um, <laughs> and um, we've had, what, a mask night where we, we dressed up and painted our faces. And Do you want to say what mask is? Oh, mask. Uh, short for masculine. Um, and... So yeah, pink, to yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that, that, I was just like, mask, they yeah, might yeah, not yeah. understand, no, but, um, sure, sure. no, no. Um, so, so we had yeah. a, a masculine night, if you will, um, <laughs> where we, we painted our faces up with, with facial hair, dressed up masculine as we could, and tried to do a bit of a, a mask photo shoot in our garage. Um, <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I loved it, though. It was great. Yeah. Um, and we've been watching a lot of queer films, mm. um, making our way through the... Um, through as many as we can. Favourite um, ones so far? Favourite ones so far? Ooh. 
That's a hard question. That's Sorry. a very hard question. That came out of nowhere. Because we've watched a lot. So many. Um, Do you want to list them off, maybe? Uh, so we've watched... Uh, I wish we'd kept track of them mm. all. Um, some of the really well-known ones, of course, like Rocky Horror, Brokeback Mountain... Carol. Um, Carol. Um, what have we watched more? Uh, Call Me By Your Name. Um, we watched... A Secret Love, the Secret new Lo- Netflix yeah, a documentary. Yeah, new documentary, A Secret Love. Circus of um, Books. Circus of Books. Um, what other films were there earlier on? I've watched, oh, Handmaiden. Oh, oh, yeah, I missed that one. But uh, yes, um, oh, true. Portrait of a Lady on Portrait Fire. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That's, oh. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, oh, that awful one about the girl in high school, in the boarding school. Oh, um, uh, dis something disobedience, something about disobedience. No, or was that the Rachel Wise one? Oh, the Rachel. We Wise also one. watched the favorite. Oh, imagine me and you, the imagine favorite. You. Yep. Um, Pride. Pride. Yes, that was really good. Um, We've been smashing oh God, them out. Yeah, there's that really terrible one about Mary Brave. <laughs> Mary B. B for brave. B for brave. Yeah. Um, and there was that. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, the one with Rachel Weiss and was that disobedience? I think yeah, that was disobedience. That was, di- that was disobedience. Um, What's with them? And yeah, so we've been making our way through a lot of queer films, which has been great. Um, yeah, so what was the question again? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> being in an all queer flat. So we should say, I guess. So I'm I'm trans. Um, we've got Ailish, who's a bisexual, and uh, Izzy, who identifies as queer. Yep, and, and then, then and then there's me who came out as trans during lockdown, uh, and I'm also bi. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about how you came out during lockdown and stuff? Yeah. Um, so yeah, big changes for me during huge. lockdown. Huge, <laughs> huge changes for me during lockdown. Because um, I guess like right from the get go of moving in here, um, obviously with. Will being trans, I think the very first night that I was here, this was before lockdown, uh, we had a big conversation about about gender stuff, and and it was something that was always there of like having you know conversations about gender stuff. Me thinking not cis probably, but not knowing anything. cis uh, cisgender, uh, mm-hmm. just meaning you identify with the uh, gender you're assigned at birth. Um, yeah, so I kind of you know felt like I probably wasn't cis, but didn't really understand much more than that. Um, and I don't really know how it happened, but just during lockdown, um, I guess being able to spend so much more time around the Mm. flatmates, watching a lot of queer films, um, reading, having a lot of time to read. I I read, um, Lou Sullivan's, uh, diaries, um, called We Both Laughed in Pleasure. Um, and that was really great. So Lou Sullivan was a gay trans man. Um, so reading his diaries was really incredible. And, um, and we've actually got a photo right here between us of Lou Sullivan while we're doing this interview. <laughs> we're both smiling, uh, smiling at him there. Um, and I also read um, a a book about non-binary people. I think it's about 30, um, 30 different non-binary people's stories, just about kind of realizing they were non-binary and coming out. Um, and then, of course, there was our, our mask night where we, um, and that was that was a big moment for me, being like okay, this is something I'm definitely identifying and vibing with. Um, and <laughs> I guess it's just been snowballing throughout quarantine, uh, throughout lockdown um, to the point where I finally felt comfortable identifying as, as trans, um, which uh, Will definitely had a, a big effect on. He's been great to talk to. Um, and he lent me the Lou Sullivan book. And, and that kind of thing. It's been, yeah, so that's been really amazing. He's been amazing. Um 
and since lockdown started I have uh, my flatmates they they started using they them pronouns for me and then he him ones um, which was really awesome for me to be able to uh, try those out and see what was working for me. Um, turns out both of them are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and since then, I've come out to um, to my parents, my siblings, flatmates, obviously, uh, all of my workmates, um, and just about all of my friends um, and some other like close family members. Um, and I've also spoken to my doctor and started the process uh, towards getting on testosterone, which has been really exciting. Um, and it's all happened um, during lockdown. It's been quite a whirlwind thing. Um, it's not been a, a whirlwind um, realization as such. It's it's something that's been um, kind of bubbling away for the past five years now, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow lockdown has certainly provided the um, the what's the word? Um, now it's gone. <laughs> the most impetus, yeah. Impetus. The um, yeah, the impetus, I suppose, uh, to really, ex um, uh, yeah, really acknowledge that yes, I am trans and start expressing uh, myself differently and realizing how much happier it makes mm-hmm. me, which has been really, really cool. It's been very exciting. Um, it's been fucking awesome. <laughs> It has it has been fucking awesome. Um, so right now, during this interview, I've still got a, a feminine sounding voice, probably, but hopefully, in a you know later by the end of this year, I'll be on testosterone, and, and in a few years' time, um, be quite a different situation, I think. I'm excited for all the boys' days to come, yeah. all the anniversaries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Me too. I suppose because it really is, you know, a, a bubble in this flat in terms of being an, an all queer flat. Mm. Um, I don't know where I was going with that thought. That sounded silly, but yeah, it 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 is. It does feel like a pretty unique experience to be surrounded by queer yeah. people. Kind of almost. I mean, you've got an, an exception because you go to work, but um, but to even, be kind of um, almost constantly surrounded by queer people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even actually at my work, we are a very uh probably quite well known I think within the Wellington Rainbow community as a particularly um, LGBT plus friendly medical centre to come to. Um, We see a lot of um, transgender and other um, LGBT plus patients Um, so even in my work environment um, there's kind of still been that element of like surrounded not surrounded but Mm. Um, a lot of queerness still really Um, and yeah it is I think a unique uh, experience I guess to live entirely with queer people and it's definitely had a huge effect on my confidence which I think has definitely um, contributed to to me coming out as trans um, and and wanting to start transitioning properly now and that kind of thing Um, because they I don't know you guys are all obviously more knowledgeable about trans stuff for a start especially Will obviously Um, (laughs) I don't know about that (laughs) but um yeah, it's just, it's, um, I guess we all get each other more. Um, we have shared experiences that our straight and or cis friends may not necessarily um, identify with or understand as much. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just definitely a unique and very um, 
a very cool experience. I mean, I've been out for six years and it's been a total revelation for me. And it's uh, just to be in an um, to be in an all queer flat for the first time. It is it is so lovely. Thank you for sharing so openly. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's really lovely to hear all of that. I mean, obviously we've talked about that a lot, but it feels it feels different in this. It context, feels different. So yeah, yeah, for you. sure. No, that's okay. I was wondering how you felt um, your coming out has gone for you. Do you think it's gone well? I think it's gone incredibly well. Um, I feel like it possibly couldn't have gone better, um, which has been really awesome because it's obviously a very nerve-wracking thing. Um, and I, you know, I've still been stressed about it, but um, <clears throat> I, I started obviously flatmates knew already. Um, I started with my siblings, and um, it was kind of an immediate like, oh, what are you planning to change your name? What pronouns do you prefer? That kind of thing. Um, and one of them even kind of said, like, oh, I'd wondered, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it really wasn't a, a huge thing at all. Um, and then came out to uh, some other family members, came out to my parents. Um, they were great about it. They were just straight up like, wow, this is amazing. This is, like, such an exciting thing for you. Like, what a journey you're going to go on. Um, fully support you. What can we do to help? What resources do you have? Like, do you recommend so that we can learn more? Because uh, they haven't really had much to do with, uh, I guess, they, with um, transgender issues or experiences at all. Like, they don't really know um, many transgender people or anything like that, especially not anyone close to them. Um, and then friends, um, different friend groups and stuff um, has all just gone really, really well. Everyone's just been very supportive, very excited, um, very committed immediately to learning more and to seeing what they can if there's anything they can do to help and to working on getting used to pronouns and stuff I think some of them said you know uh, at least lockdown's giving us the opportunity to to you know in the background practice different pronouns for you so that by the time we see you in person you know hopefully we won't make mistakes and that kind of thing um so it's all just been um really awesome and work has been great um I think um in particular, there's, there's a couple of workmates that I'm particularly close with and, and they've been really supportive and really excited for me. Um, and, yeah, the whole experience has just gone very smoothly, and um, which is a big relief because, obviously, we're living through a global pandemic at the moment, which is, <laughs> for some reason, the time that I decided to come out to everybody. Um, and so it was nice that um, during this very stressful time, all of that went very well. I'm so thrilled for you. It really is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. It's really awesome. Um, do you think that, yeah, it would... Oh, I've kind of actually already covered what I was going to ask you. Um, I was I was also thinking, though, kind of uh, recalling what we were talking about slightly earlier, um, What I've, a lot of people uh, who are also in all queer flats have talked about uh, online have been talking about queer lockdown culture and, and quarantine. We've been quarantine. Quarantine. That's 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 how the name we've kind of given the whole thing, hasn't it? it, was it quarantine. Is, yeah. Um, just before we ended our last file, we were talking about queer lockdown culture. Yes. Uh, I wondered if you would want to give your definition of, or explanation of, of what that means. Oh. Um... Queer lockdown is. culture. Queer lockdown culture. I feel it's just anything that we've been doing yes. <laughs> as a flat during lockdown. Um, obviously, there's, um, you know, deciding to have our, our mask night um, and that kind of thing. But um, just 
Yeah, I feel like so much we've been doing because even um, just... I feel like my Izzy has been documenting a lot of what we're doing, lots of, well, Will as well, actually, lots of photographs, lots of filming, that kind of thing. Um, and as we do that, uh, we're often thinking of um, the, the collaged pantry that I spoke of earlier. You know, it's covered in um, a lot of its old photographs of queer people from history, you know, um, from the 60s or 70s or 80s or 90s or whatever. Um, and we can't help but think of that as, as we're documenting all of this and thinking, like, oh, this is us you know they were just they were queer people uh hanging out with other queer people photographing documenting what they were doing um just as we are now and wondering uh what what the world's going to be look like when we look back on these photos one day or, or when other people look back on on these photos and videos that we've made during this time um so i guess that has felt like a very big part of our um, quarantine, our lockdown queer culture is documenting actually what we're doing mm. um, and uh, and why we're doing it and the ways in which we're doing it in a queer way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely um, and obviously you know there's all the films we've been watching um, there's been a lot of dressing up, try you know um, and a lot of um, I just feel like everything we've been doing has been like, oh, this is a, a masculine activity, or this is a, a you know, I'm, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, Real you know, euphoric, gender yeah, affirming yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like spending a day out chopping wood while Izzy <laughs> and Will were building a, a bench out of wood. It was just like all Never of us... Never felt so butch. Yeah, exactly, all of us were just like, this is so mask, like let's all photograph each other doing this, let's pose with the axes and saws and Which stuff. Which is so camp and Which so is, femme yeah, of us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and having like our kind of disco and karaoke nights in our garage with lights going and disco ball um and yeah it's just I think quarantine has just been making the most of the fact that we are four queer people stuck in on one property together uh why not take this time to bond over queer experiences queer things um learn about past queer people watch queer films do queer stuff um, and just kind of uh, bask in the fact that we can be ourselves completely. There's no, um, you know, like we all get each other. There's, there's, um, I don't know, it's felt very freeing, actually, to be honest. Uh, being able to try out all the stuff and, and see how euphoric it does feel to be doing, to be feeling mask and to be dressing differently um, and and all that sort of thing and being able to be so jokey with each other about um, about kind of queer stuff and knowing that we know what each other's talking about, we get the jokes, we're enjoying it, um, and yeah, I guess it's just <laughs> it's been a really good time. <laughs> awesome, and then I mean, and and we're so lucky to be in the situation that we're in, and we're having you know such an awesome and very queer time. But then uh, lockdown has also affected queer communities in quite specific. Um, ways negatively as well and I mean you've experienced a, a bit of that in terms of um, your medical transition being kind of put on pause right? Yeah I guess for me it's um, it's very minor and um, it's just that so with um, I had to be referred to the endocrine department um, that's part of the process for getting on testosterone um, and I guess really the only way I've been affected is that um, 
usually you would be seen within four months for something like that, but due to COVID, during to, uh, due to things that are going on, um, they're expecting the wait for that to be much, much longer, which means it's probably going to be quite a while before I can actually get on testosterone, uh, as in more than four months, um, possibly significantly more than four months. It all depends on how quickly we move through levels, like we're expecting to go to level two next week, but maybe that will happen, maybe that won't. Um, it's all kind of dependent on on things like that at the moment, I think. Um, and the other thing is um, top surgery is that I'm really keen to be looking into that more. Um, but kind of elective surgery, non-urgent surgery mm. isn't really um, happening much at the moment, it's from what I understand, and, and certainly not appointments uh, to to discuss the possibility of doing um, elective surgeries or non-urgent surgeries. Um because obviously they're wanting to keep people away as much as possible. They're not wanting to see people unnecessarily um, and that sort of thing. So I, um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get an appointment uh, to to start kind of working on the top surgery side of, side of things as soon as possible as well. Um, but again, because of COVID, it's, it's something that just has to be um, postponed for a bit um, just until situation is, is better for that kind of thing. Um, so for me, it's been, it's more like a, just a, a bit of a hindrance towards things progressing faster in terms of transitioning. Um, but I think certainly for other queer people out there, the effects of COVID-19 and lockdown will be a, a lot harsher and a lot more significant, mm. um, which is unfortunate. Um, some of it will be having difficulties, yeah, accessing healthcare, um, and then there'll probably be a lot of young queer people that may be uh, stuck in lockdown with, uh, possibly with, with family members or something that, that aren't accepting of them. Or, um, you know, there's just, I think there's a lot of vulnerable people within the queer community. And, and um, I'm lucky in that, you know, I've got my um, secure job and great flatmates, great flat, uh, supportive family and that sort of thing. But I know there are a lot of queer people that, aren't lucky enough to be in, in a similar situation. Um, so it's it's probably, yeah, I, I've, I've got a slight hindrance to transitioning and I think there's other queer people that will be facing much um, much more difficult and severe situations, which is which is very sad. Mm. Your stuff's still bloody hard, though, because it's <laughs> hard waiting. It's so it's hard I'm, waiting. I'm feeling very impatient. Which is fair enough. <laughs> Just um, get cracking on it. Absolutely. And so speaking of patience, I, I am very, I uh, can smell dinner. So I, <laughs> I, I just want to ask you a couple last questions. Sure thing. Um, what are you most excited to do after lockdown? I am most excited to go tramping. Um, <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> I have missed tramping a lot. Um, I want to be out in the outdoors. I want to go stay at huts again. I want to sleep in my sleeping bag out in the middle of nowhere um yeah I'm, I'm very excited to go tramping again but also just excited to see um like I said I haven't been particularly good at maintaining um social interaction with friends and stuff during this time so I'm, I'm very excited to see um, my friends again in person um and to catch up with them all properly um and most of my family's in the South Island um so I look forward to at some point probably a bit later in the year I'm going to visit uh, my parents and grandparents and siblings and, and that kind of thing. Um, but yes, I must say the most immediate thing I'm excited for is being able to go tramping. <laughs> That's awesome. And so 
fingers crossed, you can go tramping soon. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Awesome. Thank you so much for letting me interview you today. Is there anything else that you would like to add to the record while I've got you here before <laughs> we have dinner? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I think I'm good actually. I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, yeah, definitely talked much longer than I um, <laughs> either of us expected to. Um, I owe you some beers. Oh, no, that's all good. Um, I'm just looking forward to dinner as well. So, no, nothing further to add uh, to add to this. And thank you very much for your time, Will. It's been good chatting to you. Thank you, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jack's story, recorded during COVID lockdown for Keroto Itimeru, Inside the Bubble. Since we recorded that conversation, a lot has changed in Jack's life. He picked a new name, he started using he him pronouns, he came out to everyone in his life as trans, he started testosterone, and he had top surgery. It is important to note, however, that Jack's transition was so much smoother than most other people. His family, friends and co-workers have all been wonderfully accepting and his medical transition was incredibly speedy. The recent Counting Ourselves report, a community-led health survey of trans and non-binary people, as well as the 2020 New Zealand Human Rights Commission's PRISM report, both expose the significant barriers to gender-affirming healthcare that trans people face today in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Although this isn't to diminish Jack's own struggles, Jack himself recognises that he is in this way incredibly privileged. And I think his story shows, just so clearly, why accessible and competent gender-affirming healthcare is just so important. As both a fellow trans person and as one of Jack's best friends, it has just been an honour to watch him absolutely blossom. From my perspective, the biggest change in Jack has been his confidence and his happiness. Without wanting to sound too soppy, he has always been just a ray of sunshine, but now he shines so brightly, it is so incredibly beautiful to witness. It seems to me that this is what happens when you are finally able to live your truth and be loved by others for it. I love you, Jack, and I am so proud of you. I'm Will Hansen, and you've been listening to Keroto Itimeru, Inside the Bubble. A series of interviews recorded between March and July 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown. Like and follow us on your favourite podcast platform, and you'll be notified when the full series is launched at the anniversary of lockdown in March 2021. Inside the Bubble is a partnership between Manatu Taonga and Auckland Libraries. The full interviews are available from Auckland Library's Heritage Collection, OH underscore 1431. And if you're interested in the resources related to this podcast, please check out our page, mch.govt.nz, Inside the Bubble. Thanks again to Jack for sharing his story, and to the production team at Manatu Taonga, Emma Jean Kelly, Anuru Dalziel, and Jamie Mackay. And thanks to Sue Berman from Auckland Libraries. And the music you've been listening to is titled Hairinger, composed by Stephen Payton.